This is the Influencer Entrepreneurs Podcast with Jenny Melrose, where I strategize with business owners on how to grow and scale their businesses to hit their income goals. This is episode 223 of the Influencer Entrepreneurs Podcast with Jenny Melrose. Today, we are speaking with Carmen Kaithler about hyper-local marketing on Instagram. So if you are someone that is trying to attract a very local audience, this is the episode for you. Whether you are looking to do travel within your city, whether you are looking to share about events and different things that you can do, if you ideally have your audience in a very hyper-local demographic, then you are definitely going to want to listen to this episode. As always, since we're talking about Instagram, if you would love to have my Instagram engagement guide, just send me a DM on Instagram at Jenny underscore Melrose, and I will make sure to send you that guide. All right, you guys, let's dive in. Hi, Carmen. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me. I am so excited to dive into this conversation about hyperlocal for Instagram because I have constantly have clients asking me about this. And I'm always like, I don't know the answers because this isn't something I do, but I know someone that does. So <laughs> I am so excited that I get to share your knowledge. Before we dive in, you know, will you introduce yourself and your business? Yeah, absolutely. So I'm Carmen, um, and I am a marketing strategist. I have a website, um, carmenk.ca. And what I do is I focus on working with entrepreneurs who have businesses where their customers or their clients, they meet them in person, or they can walk through their doors. And I look at helping them build their audience online, specifically through Instagram, um, and how they can get that audience to walk through their doors. Okay. Perfect. Yeah. yeah, no, that is exactly. And I think we have so many influencers that say like, I've got a very large local base of people that are asking me questions. So I want to show them mom activities. I want to be able to show them um, different places to go out to dinner, whatever it might be. So I think that this is perfect. And that's pretty much what you do. Will you talk a little bit about that? Yeah. So for the last seven years, I work with my, um, I have a macaroni kid um, is a national uh, website that is a resources for families. And I run um, my local edition for Winnipeg up in Canada. And so for the last seven years, like I said, I tell parents what to do, like how to have fun with their kids. Um, I also connect businesses with those parents. So I want to be talking to my, um, my neighbors, right, telling them what to do. And that's what I've done online. I've built it on all the different social medias, where they are primarily people that I run into at the grocery store. Yes. Which I love because I know you've said you've had people come up to you and say, you're that mom that shares all that (laughs) stuff. And I got to do that with my kids, which I feel like that is the biggest compliment that you can get is that, you know, that you're helping and hearing from your audience, um, especially in person. I think that's amazing. The biggest one was when a dad said it. Cause then I was like, "Ah, I've made it. (laughs) (laughs) dad knows who I am. I love it. Okay. So let's talk about what is your hyper local marketing strategy on Instagram for your Mac kid site? All right. So the way that 
like I just like most people when I got onto Instagram I was kind of just like putting out the the quotes and I was um those generic pictures and stuff I even hired a photographer to take pictures of me um around the city just having fun but it was still very generic um I wasn't getting the engagement I wanted. So what I focus on and what has been really working well with me for my strategy is I'm making sure that I'm making relevant content for my community that they want to share. So because my site's all about finding family fun, I make sure that I'm providing content that is like things like different walks to take or different museums to visit. Um, And I really look at that as well as mixing in that building authority, like showing them when I'm on the news, um, or talking about some struggles I might have at home or with myself personally as a mom and mixing those in a little bit so they get to know me personally and want to say hi to me in the grocery store. Um, I am in a big city. So uh, that is, that's, yeah, my big strategy. It's been working really well for the last about year and a half. Do you do this across the platform as far as like you do it in your feed, your stories? I know that you've started on Reels, which I want to dive a little bit deeper into a little bit further along in the interview. But um, are you doing this in stories and on your feed as well? I am one of those people who love stories. Like stories is huge for me. Um, That's, I have pretty much, I have a pretty big engagement rate compared to other people. Like I don't have, like I have a nano influencer, I guess, like the 2,900 followers, but I have close to 700 of them will be interacting with me daily in stories. So um, I work a lot in stories. It's where um, they get to know me. Like I can show them tips so then it gets shareable. Um, It's where um, local businesses have found me to work with and collaborate. Um, So yeah, I make sure that I'm in all of the different things that Instagram offers. So stories, reels, even IGTV, not a lot of it, but I do it. Some lives, I'd like to get more into that um, with interviews and yeah, my my feed. So one of the, the, I love giving examples of like how people can use this. And one of the examples that sticks out to me mm-hmm. is the trees, the, it was like a forest or something that you walked through that all had faces and you had to go through and find it. Can you kind of tell us and share how you put together that into stories and what that kind of looked like and what were the purpose behind it was? Do you know what stories I'm talking about? Yeah, I know which ones. Yeah. So um, well, that's lots of things, especially since everything has happened in the world. Um, normally, what I used to focus on was like, here's an event to go to, here's an activity, and I would run my own events. Um, whereas people are really desperate for things to do where they're not having to hang out. So I've been doing a lot of ones where we go on a trail. But that one is a really popular one in the the in my community because somebody has gone into the the trail and carved like wood like faces into these trees. But a lot of people, unless they've been there once, even though it's like in the middle of the city, it's not like you have to take a drive to go anywhere. People don't know where it is, what to do. So we just uh, documented it with photos. I had my kids, my kids are in almost all my stuff. Um, And I made sure I used a lot of addresses. I find a lot of other resources online. They'll just be like, oh, here, like this exists. And they won't tell anybody where things are. Um, So I make sure that I'm taking the locations and doing all that in stories. Then I move them into highlights. And then after I've had the engagement, because I get a lot, like lots of people DMing saying, can you send me the map? Um, Which I like transpose into like an article later to send out in my email list. So anybody who isn't catching it on there gets it. That one was just before reels. So I hadn't made it into a reel. 
Um, but I will be as soon as the snow melts and people actually, I'll take that same content and make it into a reel because that will be something. And so I just repurpose. Yes. And I love that you're talking about that because I think a lot of times people just assume whatever content you're creating, even if it's within Instagram, it's on different like platforms of Instagram that they assume it has to be new content. But I love that you're not reinventing wheel. And you talked about growing your email list, which I think is just so important because not only are you able to show that you have your engagement is insane like your percentage i don't even i can't do the math that quickly but your percentage engagement percentage is definitely huge i think is on my good days it's about 20 percent. okay i think that's how they figure that i don't know somebody else can message me later and tell me that's not the right (laughs) no um but i also know that with your audience isn't 90 percent of your audience local or even higher than that yeah so right in my city it's almost 80%. And then if you look at like, so I love insights, like that's, I I can't get enough of insights. If I'm going to follow a number on Instagram, it's not how many followers I have. It's like my, my insight numbers. And um, yeah, it's almost 80% of my actual city. And then all the surrounding small towns, like basically almost 90% of the people who follow me are people who legitimately come into my city and do business in the city and want to use my services for that reason. Yes. And I think the important part that I really want to make sure that we focus on with this is you use the word um, nano influencer because your account is under, you said about 2,900, right? And I think a lot of times we all get stuck on our follower number and, oh, like my numbers, my numbers, and they're so terrible. But what you have done so well is you have made sure that it is hyper local, it is your target audience, and you're actually engaging them. So things like, giveaways and engagement pods were those ever part of your practices of course (laughs) I don't think anybody's gonna say um no I think everybody tries things but honestly the ones that I did I was always I knew who my audience was so I never joined one of those engagement pods for like mummy influencers or mummy bloggers who are out there all over North America that wouldn't have helped me um and even when I did it, it still wasn't great. And I wouldn't necessarily recommend anybody doing engagement pods now, like any of my clients and stuff. I would, but for me, I focused on um, building other businesses, owners who live in my area who have the exact same demographic as me. So not even getting ones who like sell something that might be for a completely different person who like, um, you know, maybe a 20 year old who's single, who's going to the bar. I'm not gonna take a business owner and we didn't go into an engagement group together because we have different audiences. Um, so I did use an engagement uh, group. But the benefit I got from that was they actually started reading my stuff and realizing, hey, this person actually could work with me and let me collaborate with them. I didn't really get a lot from them from the wonderful post uh, type of comments that we were driving. But it worked for me as a networking thing. So if anybody wants to do it, it might be an easy, soft thing to say, hey, let's do an engagement one. And then it just never works as an engagement. It just works as like, I just made some friends who are like my new online networking buddies. And giveaways would be the exact same thing. The only giveaways that have ever worked for me are local ones where I have like, you have to pick it up in person in my city. And it's something that only my demograph wants. So I'm not going to go and give away something like going to the bar or even a spa that every single woman in my my community wants. I'm going to pick something that maybe a kid would use. And so 
the moms are going to do that. So yes, but with an asterisk. Yes. And I love that the asterisk is very, very large, right? Like it was so specific. And I I think uh, the examples that you gave were exactly what I was looking for to kind of like really press forward with people because I do, I see, oh, I want to grow my numbers and I'm going to do a giveaway and I'm going to do a $100 Amazon gift card. And I'm like, oh no, that is not what you need to be doing. Because like you said, everyone wants that. You, It's not even demographic as far as you're talking even gender wise, man, woman, doesn't make a difference. They all want it. So it doesn't make any sense. Yeah. So if people want to do that, even like clients that say, oh, well, I'm listening to this. I'm like, well, I don't talk to moms and I don't do this. Anything that you're going to do, if you're going to do some sort of giveaway, if you sell your own product, well, then that's the giveaway you should do. Because if they don't want it, then they're not not your ideal client. Um, But if you don't have your own product or service to give away that you can collaborate with like another local business than buying something where you're supporting like a local restaurant that's about to go under like especially now like that's really popular where the money's actually going to that local one I've done ones before where I'll say your choice of a business like if I just don't care I'm like okay I'm going to put $50 I've done that more on Facebook than I've done on Instagram um, and I will just say okay I'm, I'm willing to go and put $50 out for a giveaway but the specifications is for my community and a restaurant in my community. And then I'll go buy it and send it to them. Okay. That totally makes sense. So now talk to me a little bit about how you target that audience. That's hyper local to you. Okay. So the best ones that have worked for me is making sure that I'm using my locations all the time. So anytime I pick a post and same with in Um, stories that I'm using that I'm not forgetting to go and and tag that I'm local so even when I'm at home I'm still tagging my community Um, I'll just do Winnipeg general instead of just being I'm not going to tell you where I live in my house Um, hashtags huge right so but this is that one of those asterisks we're talking about so when you're working with a local audience it's not enough to say well I'm playing the hashtag game if you're going to say Um, I was just talking to somebody recently and they were a hairdresser and I have curly hair and I was like, well, you wouldn't write hashtag curly hair because unless you're selling a product that everybody can buy online, what you don't want everybody to read it. You want to do like hashtag curly hair, your city or hashtag um, your city's local businesses or something. So that's coming up in the people who are looking at those hashtags. And so that's where I focus. I make sure I have a, good chunk of hashtags that I rotate back and forth that have some very generic ones that are location-based and then ones that I've made um, and ones that are uh, narrowed down. I'll throw in one or two just for engagement, like so that it gets picked up. Um, But those aren't my primary ones. I wouldn't do a generic, um, I don't know, take your kids outside. And that's like my thing to put in because I don't, I don't need to attract everybody. Um, And then I also make sure if I can, if there's something relevant, I'll take a business that I'm working with so that they can share, especially in stories. Like that's my big thing for, I get huge engagement growth is if I'm doing something I've had in my location, I'm making sure I'm taking other local businesses so they can share it into their stories. So because your hashtags have to be so hyper local, the volume of them has to be minimal, right? Is there... So normally I recommend to clients that are looking for clients or audience all over around the world to stay under 500,000. That I'm guessing is nowhere near what you would recommend for hyper local. 
Yeah. No, I would just want, you want to look that you're using ones that people that are similar to you are also using, but you might only get two or three other moms that are, or not moms, but two or three other influencers who are, are using it. Um, you'll have like your town um, and your like larger area probably will have very constant updates. So those ones will have more the recommendations that you're talking about, but I don't shy away from ones that say have just 1000 plus posts, right? Cause you're just building that up and it's some people are following them. Like I find my community mom and like my community's like kids for my demographic, those ones, a lot of the other businesses are using and people are following. Is there a minimum then that you would use? I think if it's under, unless it's my own that I've created, if it's under like 500, I probably wouldn't bother okay. unless I'm trying to set a precedent on something. So then because of that, do you normally use a full 30 hashtags? No. That's what I figured. Uh, okay. Yeah. I, Cause I've been tempted sometimes where I'm like, well, maybe I should put some of those generic ones in. And then I have to remind myself, I don't want those people. <laughs> So right. I get sucked into the game like everybody else, but I just, you always have to come back to who is it you're talking to? Who do you want to have walk through your door? Um, and whatever message I'm putting out, is that going to get those people in the door? And if it's not, then it, it's not worth it for me. Yes. Nope. That makes a ton of sense. Um, all right. So what do you put into your description on your Instagram profile to attract that hyper local audience? Well, I just make sure that it's really obvious that I'm in this community. Like it's one of the first, like I, for mine, um, if people checked out, it's like Matt Kid Winnipeg. Um, I think one of the first things I say is I'm a Winnipeg mom um, creating content for family fun um, and just make sure that that's in there, that I'm specifying what I'm doing and who I'm helping, but my locations include it. Okay. That, and I, I love that example. Where they're going, right? Yeah. Yes. That is a very specific example. Cause a lot of times I'll see um, profiles look like dating profiles where they just list the things that they're interested in. And I'm always like, I, that doesn't tell me what I'm going to get from you because are you going to talk about long sunset walks on the beach? Like why are we putting this here? Um, yeah. But the fact that you're specifying that you're a Winnipeg mom and part of the community, I think is the lore for the fact that you're a hyper local. Yeah. And then I want to stay like for my own one, I want to also stand out from the mom influencers. Like I want them to know that not am I just a Winnipeg mom, but I'm also I create I work with businesses to connect with local families. And I make sure I use like the word local. And I also say like I put on my own events and then I tell them to subscribe to my newsletter. Um, but I find that that's one of the things when I've worked with local businesses um, that they do the same thing right that they're either really generic that they have a business but then they don't tell them where the business is located so then anybody who's following it they're like okay well I guess I could follow her or it looks like it's just their personal feed right yes so talk to me about um so we did kind of dive into the hashtags already which is definitely something I wanted to talk about are you using hashtags on your stories and also on your reels kind of like almost hidden I do the reels I'm I'm still like because I don't I can't wait um so maybe by the time this goes out a miracle will happen and um insights will be available for reels 
because I would love to know if people are actually finding me from the hashtags. But I do know that in the discovery section of if you hit click on a hashtag, somebody gets to get that top spot, right? Like the ha- um, a reels there. So I still make sure that I have the hashtags in my reels. Uh, stories, I use them. I don't always use them. They have to be like a relevant one. I use a lot locations and tagging other businesses to share a lot more than I use hashtags and stories. Um, usually if I'm working with a client and they have a hashtag they want me to use, I'll like, I obviously use that in stories, but um, I do, I'll hide them or I make them really, really tiny. Right. Now, I've been waiting to get to this. Talk to me about reels and what you have been seeing. Like what I've been doing and stuff for reels. So I wanted to get in, but I, like yourself, am not interested in doing all the dance moves. And um, I love them. I consume it all the time, but I'm not the person who's going to go and do that. And I knew my audience would like it because my audience is me. So I know they're consuming it too, but I'm like, is this going to move my business forward? Am I going to go and have somebody discover me in reels and come over to my site going, why am I following her? Like, what am I going to? So I focused on doing really, I started following people in my industry and seeing what they did. So like a lot of, even though I'm not a travel blogger, I found that one was like the closest to me. So I was seeing what some of the other travel bloggers were doing um, on their Instagram accounts to get inspiration. So for yourself, so people are looking for like, see people that are in a broad spectrum of their industry to get some ideas. And I do a lot where I will take my girls to something and we just do a really fast clip, like your 15 to 30 seconds of exploring something. And we've already mentioned, I only have 29 hundred followers. Um, so my average views are about 1500, 1500 to 2000 on it, which I think is pretty good. It'd be wonderful once I know what the insights actually mean, but I put one out, um, just recently about a lending library. That's kind of one of those hidden gems that nobody knows about. Um, we went in, I explained, like I do the voiceover using one of those external, um, apps to do the, the setting, everything up, you you know, editing that's the word we're looking for um so I put that all together and I voiced over just explaining like when they're open like what you can get from them um and it blew up like and I'm it was obviously being shared like that's where I would love to see those insights um it's being shared and saved because people are like I didn't know this existed um so I'm adding value but it's consistent with my other page so that when they come to me they go oh I like what's in this reel let's see what else she has to offer. And then they can follow me and see my stories where I get into more detail. Yes. And it's so on brand. And it was a hidden gem. Like I watched it myself, I think at least twice just to see what it was. Cause it was so interesting. It was like trading of snow equipment to be able yeah. to play outside. It just so interesting. I, I didn't even know where it existed until we had gone and I had gotten a tip to go. So I was like, okay, I'll share this. So, which also tells me too, that this is what's really interesting when we're going back to like, what's the strategy. And I look at, these are the things that are getting the engagement. So I look for more of the same to be able to show like, this is what people are really looking for. Cause I can do the crafts. Like that's what I do at events. Uh, when we speak directly of my, my business for the macaroni kid, like I'll put on craft events, but they can find crafts online from everybody. I want to talk about the stuff that's, that's just me that I can be the expert of. Um, and that's why, and that's what I'm selling too, right? I want the businesses, um, to work with me that are local. Um, and it would be the same thing, like a lot of other businesses who, whether they're a real estate agent, right? Like they could, 
they could go out and they can go and tell them about something that in general people like. So you got the engagement, but if you want them to buy houses in your market, then you need to focus on things in your market, not talking about things like who, who's your audience? Is your audience a whole bunch of other real estate agents or people who are like investors of real estate who are getting tips or are they the local families or new couples coming in and wanting to buy houses and stuff. And I think that's something we have to remember constantly when we're making that content. Yes. And you said something really interesting yesterday in Mastermind. You said Instagram reels are supposed to be like your advertisement for your Yeah. Yeah. Well, I can't take full credit. I had heard that from uh, Virginia Kerr. I think it was. Yeah, that's right. You did say that. Um, and so she had said, and I was like, I wish I had thought of this. Um, and it was that your reels are like the advertisement for your business and your stories are um, your daytime drama or she, I paraphrase, or maybe I've changed. Yeah. It was something like your soap opera or something. Right. No. And that like resonated with me, right? Like that's how it, it's true. Like your stories are going on. This is, and that's, and I think that's where I've seen the success is that's why people want to say hi to me in the grocery store. And whether you are a hairdresser or a mom and pop shop or like you want them to know you. And so when the big shop comes in and takes over, they still like this is this is what's so wonderful about online uh, marketing. This is another way for you to network and for you to reach more people in your community so that they know your face and they want to support you when times like this happen and, you know, there's struggles and they're like, oh, well, I know Carmen and I want to see her succeed. And I see her in the grocery store and I'm going to say hi because I loved watching her yesterday and her story struggle with getting her kid out the door in time to get to school. Um, But by still giving them value for them sticking around, right? Yes. So good. Now you have a freebie for my audience. You talk a little bit about that. So I've put together, like I mentioned before, I'm a marketing strategist as well. Like I have my business degree and I've been teaching business. And so I'm taking this experience and I'm putting it together. And I normally offer um, online or coaching one-on-one and stuff to do that. And to just get to the freebie where I'm able to tell people what to do or give them some more tips just to start off is um on my do you want the link or what it is i actually have the link we're going to actually link to that in this show notes um so it's kind of like a guide though of like yeah, so hyper local where to start like so how should you have your instagram profile set up what kind of hashtag should you be looking at and um other kind of ideas similar to stuff we were talking about here but going in a little more detail um of just like how to start up that growth So you can start attracting the people you want um, rather than going and chasing after people who are never going to walk through your door. Yes. No, I love it. Um, Where are also the best places to connect with you, Carmen? So you can DM me on Instagram at MattKidWinnipeg, or if you head over to my website, you can connect to me through there at CarmenK.ca. Okay. Perfect. We are going to make sure that we link to all of those in the show notes. Um, And I just appreciate you taking the time to speak with my audience. If you guys are listening and you'd like that, um, opt-in dropped right into your DMs. Just send me a DM asking for Carmen's guide and I will make sure to drop that link in there for you. Thank you so much, Carmen. Thank you so much for having me, Jenny. Of course. All right. Well, there you have it. Not only do I hope that you learn something, I know that I learned something when it comes to making sure that I 
try to attract my hyperlocal audience. So if that is you, you obviously heard us talking about all different ways that you can do it, whether it is hashtags, whether it is um, just trying to engage with them, doing partnerships and collaborations, but really, truly know who your audience is. I think that was the number one point that Carmen really wanted to make sure that she stressed. She also has put together a guide for you guys. If you are looking for a hyper-local audience on Instagram, send me a DM and I will send you that guide so that we can make sure that you start attracting the right people. As always, I would so appreciate it if you left me a review on iTunes helps to get fabulous guests to make sure that we're providing you with the quality content that you all deserve. All right, guys, until next time, I will see you all then. 